0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Hit Zero Show. Super excited to join you again, and today we're going to cover an extremely important topic that a lot of people ask about, both in cheerleading and out. Patients that I see in the clinic, athletes I see at the gym, it's a its a super, super common thing, and it's really important when it comes to injuries, and that is Imaging. Now what imaging refers to are things like our x-rays, MRIs, CT scans, ultrasound, PET scan, on and on and on. These studies that we do to determine what's going on inside my body if I need a little bit more detailed answer. Uh, This topic is really important for you guys because a lot of times I get questions about should I get an x-ray, should I get an MRI, Um, or I'll have people bring MRIs or x-rays Uh, to the clinic or share the reports with me online and ask my opinion about what they should do so let's start with the more common imaging that people will get which is usually an x-ray and we'll kind of work our way through different types of imaging and explain why someone may get this uh, could answer if they should get it and also what does it mean when they get reports back what do those findings mean so to start with our x-ray it's probably the most basic and most utilized imaging modality in healthcare. It's a very fast, cheap honestly, and easy test to get uh, to determine the health of our bones. Now uniquely x-rays are able to see some soft tissue things like our lungs there's actually x-rays where you can see the lung field Uh, you set the factors to determine uh, if if you can see the lungs a little bit better and you can actually get really good info from that you can also use x-rays to see inside your abdomen you can get outlines of organs you can see things like kidney stones um, and and things of that nature so the x-ray can actually be used for more than just is a bone broken or is it not so common areas in cheerleading where someone may need to get an x-ray are going to be places like our wrist that we may have an injury with tumbling or stunting um, or in our ankles where we think we may have potentially fractured an ankle um, either with rolling it really really bad um, coming down out of a stunt or pyramid too aggressively landing too hard um, or during tumbling if we twist an ankle uh, and hear a loud pop or things of that nature. Now the thing about x-rays are there are some rules that would guide us to whether we feel we should get an x-ray for our foot and ankle. One of the, the major rules, one of the easiest things to follow is, can you walk on it? I know that sounds really simple, but it's actually part of a set of rules that clinicians use to determine if someone needs an x-ray. Um, the rule is the inability to take up to six steps in the clinic. Um, without extreme levels of pain. The other things we're looking at are tenderness at certain points of the, of the side of the foot and ankle. Pretty much can you poke on a you know, particular spot and it hurts, which if you have an injury is going to be likely. Um, and then you're looking for things like swelling, redness, um, inflammation, signs that there is an active injury going on. But the biggest indicator is, can I not take a step or two without extreme pain? If that's the case, we definitely want to get to an imaging center or an urgent, uh, urgent care or walk-in clinic and get an x-ray of our foot and ankle. If that foot and ankle x-ray comes back as negative for fracture, that's a really good thing, but that also tells us that we may need to look into an MRI. Now an MRI would tell us if there's any ligament damage, any muscle uh, or tendon damage, et cetera, but if someone is able to walk on an x-ray, say if I have an athlete that comes in They've had an ankle sprain. They're able to walk on it even though it may be swollen or painful. That to me, green lights checking that ankle out, doing an evaluation to see can we treat and rehab uh, that ankle. A lot of times, ankle injuries don't always require a boot. I know a lot of times people will get a boot and they'll say, Wear this boot for a few weeks. A lot of times an ankle sprain doesn't need a boot, and if you boot it for a really long time, you immobilize an ankle for a really long time, you can actually risk the ability of that ankle to heal properly in the long-term. So short-term booting uh, is okay, but if someone has a stable ankle sprain that they can walk on even though it's kind of painful, and we determine that it's safe for them to at least stand and walk, your best bet honestly is to move forward with some sort of treatment or rehab, Uh, to see if you can get that ankle to heal and repair faster than if we just booted it for a few weeks and then tried to rehab from that point. If someone does get an x-ray of a wrist, this is a really important part. If you have an x-ray of a wrist, immediately after a fall, let's say you have an athlete, they're tumbling, they land really hard, they have wrist pain, uh, and we get an x-ray that day, even if that x-ray says no fracture, it is so important that we get a follow-up x-ray on that wrist at about seven to 10 days out. And the reason for that is fresh fractures in the wrist can actually actually hide um, initially and not show up until later. And what happens is the bones in the wrist can get a small crack that won't show up at first. And then once we have our swelling and inflammation, all that thing starts to run its course, we can actually see small changes in the bone that show up after that initial injury. What happens is we'll see athletes at times will land, they'll hurt their wrist, get an x-ray, and the the x-ray says, hey, you're clear, there's no sign of fracture. But then two to three weeks later, that pain is still there, and they actually go back and get another x-ray, and the fracture is all of a sudden there. Um, The truth is it was there the whole time. We just couldn't see it initially. So it's extremely important that if you get a fracture in the wrist, um, and sometimes in the foot, if you have pain that just lingers, it's pretty extreme, follow up with another image because those fractures and things again can hide from the initial onset uh, of the injury if we have somebody that has ruled out fractures they've ruled out these things a lot of times people will say hey you need to get an mri to look at the ligaments the cartilage the muscles the tendons and and, and nerves and things of that nature depending on the area of the body there are guidelines for when we would want to get an mri um, and those guidelines vary from location to location. Like for instance, in the spine, a lot of times it det- you know it depends on what's the progression of that injury. Is it an acute injury? It just happened. Usually an x-ray is going to be a safe bet for the spine. If we have chronic ongoing pain that just does not get better with treatment, rehab, rest, we're doing all the right things and it's still not getting better. We would then turn to an MRI. Now what an MRI is, is a pretty time consuming in the in the broad scheme of imaging it's a pretty time consuming study it takes anywhere from you know 15 to 30 minutes for an mri you're in a tube and they're taking a lot of pictures of you that are in slices and then they piece all that together into a 3d image uh, of the body part that they're looking at versus an x-ray takes just a few seconds it's a fast picture and it's a 2d image Of the area that we're looking at but we get opposing views so we look at it from one direction and another and then we would compare those two. An MRI is a three dimensional view of the structure we're looking at. Now with the spine additionally if we have you know kind of that chronic pain that doesn't go away even with rehab and rest one other thing that we may turn to an MRI for the back is if we're having neurological issues with that as well. Let's say somebody has a back injury and they're starting to feel pain radiating down their leg or they're feeling weakness in their feet, if they're, they're getting numbness and tingling, those things also could potentially warrant needing an MRI. But the clinical guidelines for ordering an MRI for anyone is progressive neurological deficit. So let's say somebody comes in and they have kind of nerve pain or nerve symptoms down their leg, but as they're going through rehab, if they're improving, even if it's slowly, if they're improving, that still doesn't warrant the need for an MRI. If someone stays the exact same, if we're following guidelines, if someone is coming in for treatment and they stay the same for the first couple of weeks and they're not getting worse, that actually says uh, to not get an MRI also, we would would say we want to see a deficit there. Now, a lot of that's going to fall onto the discretion of your doctor your provider, um, but just following guidelines, if someone comes in with, um, with neurological symptoms and they're not getting worse, but they're staying roughly the same, at least in the early phases of their care, that still doesn't necessarily mean to jump to get uh, an MRI. Other areas where MRIs are extremely helpful are if we do have a really unstable ankle or multiple ankle Uh, ankle sprains we potentially would want to get an mri to see if our ligaments are still intact Um, if someone has severely injured their knee like in a tumbling pass they feel a pop Um, we have pop pain and swelling is kind of our our three big things in the knee that we would say hey something may be going on here that would warrant an mri of the knee to look at the acl the meniscus the mcl Um, and some of the other structures in the knee. Um, Recently, I had an ankle injury in an athlete that seemed to be an ankle sprain. Uh, As we went through the evaluation, we actually saw that there looked to be uh, potentially a muscle tear. Um, There was a balled-up piece of muscle on the side of the leg. And before I treated and started rehabbing that athlete, I wanted to confirm if this muscle was, in fact, torn because then we wouldn't want to push it too hard. Um, And so before treatment and before an x-ray, I actually ordered an MRI, uh, for this athlete's ankle because we needed to determine if it was safe to actually do rehab. So with our MRI actually what an MRI is, is really kind of cool um, you go into this tube and they they shoot high-powered magnetic waves at the body. Now this is safe for us it's not radiation it doesn't cause any side effects but what's cool is that this high-powered magnetic wave is able to pick up the ionic differences in water. So we know a molecule of water, H2O, hydrogen and oxygen, has different charges on each end. And when magnetic waves are shot at these ions, you're actually, the the machine is able to pick up the ionic difference of the water. It's able to actually see structures differently if they have a higher or lower water content. So things like bone are gonna have much lower water content than our muscles will, so on that image, the muscle is going to appear a different color than our bone will and so what they do is they use this difference of shade of color from bone to muscle to disc to nerve to fat tendon cartilage etc and they're looking at the structure based on the differences in the shades of white black and gray it's really really cool when you understand the science of it so when you're looking at it you can see okay well this whole structure is this shade of gray but this one piece has a different shade in the middle that shouldn't be there, that's going to indicate where our injury would be. So MRI is a very, very useful tool. Similar to the MRI, we have a, what's called a CT scan or a CAT scan for short. Um, CAT scans are basically, if you took an x-ray and an MRI and you put them together, that's pretty much what a CAT scan is. It's it's a three-dimensional view of the body, similar to the MRI, but it's done with the same uh, wavelength radiation that an x-ray is done. Um, It's also very quick compared to an MRI. Um, It's more the speed or time frame of like an x-ray study, so it's done very, very quickly. Um, And CT scans are used more in emergency type medicine. Um, Let's say someone has a head injury and we want to determine if their brain has an injury um, that could potentially be life-threatening. Even though the MRI is gonna give us a better quality image of the brain, The CT scan is a high enough quality image that we can see, is there something here that looks really bad that we would need to get an MRI quickly for and give us an idea of the the status of the brain without the the super, super clear, high quality image that we would want um, for a, you know, I guess a more detailed study. So think more of, I need a a good enough answer fast uh, to see if there's something really bad going on that we need to act quickly. Um, and then we could look to say, okay, there's not an emergent situation going on with the brain. Now we, have, we know we're safe enough to take a little bit more time to get an MRI. Things with the brain, obviously, well, you know, there, there are things that could, you know, within seconds to minutes, we could, could potentially be life-threatening. So having a fast answer uh, in those situations is really important. Um, but if somebody has like needs the highest quality image possible for the brain, we would typically turn uh, to our MRIs. Other things that can be used are things like ultrasound. Um, You can use an ultrasound to check for things like uh, blood clots in our lower leg, um, potentially for cysts in the back of the knee. If we have an athlete that's having knee pain, you can use an ultrasound study to check the back of the knee and see if there's a cyst back there. Um, And we can also use ultrasound for things like our organs. Um, But think basically kind of the same science behind when we get um, uh, sonography done. Um, for looking at a baby when someone's pregnant. We can use that same technology to look at muscles, tendons, um, blood flow, look for cysts. And with a really, really talented uh, what's called a medical ultrasonographer is we can actually use ultrasound diagnostically to look at things like rotator cuff tears because you can see the muscle actually moving with the ultrasound. Um, Again, it takes a lot of practice. So getting a good medical sonographer that can look at those muscles and tendons can be a little challenging, but if you find one, um, it's extremely helpful because you can actually get a moving image of the structure you're trying to evaluate, which is always, always helpful. Those are the more common things that we tend to see uh, in in the cheerleading world or the questions that we have of should I get an x-ray, should I get an MRI, Um, when and why, and hopefully this answers some of those questions as to when those things are important and when they're useful. Also, we want to make sure we're not just spending uh, time and money in healthcare in places that we don't necessarily need it. So I know a lot of times people put a lot of weight into the MRI, like MRIs are so important, they're so good, like if I don't have an MRI, I'm not going to get the right answer. And that's not necessarily true. Um, MRIs are very expensive studies that, again, are used as a tool, just like anything else. They're a tool that gives us information, but not always all of the information. The other thing too is that when you're looking at an MRI, you're looking to order one, the the reason that we get an MR, what the point of an MRI is, and, and, and I can tell you this from firsthand knowledge, when, when I call to order an MRI for someone, if there's ever uh, a kickback from the insurance company, if they say, you know, why do you need to order this MRI? One of the first things they ask is, is the patient willing to have surgery based on the findings of the MRI? So what that means is that the MRI is used as a tool for a surgeon to be able to understand what it is that they're looking at um, before they actually go in. And so if a patient is not at a point where, you know, they're absolutely gonna have surgery no matter what this MRI, you know, if this MRI says, hey, you have to have surgery, are they willing to do that at that point? That a lot of times will eliminate the need to order one in the first place. Um, If you haven't started a rehab program, if you haven't tried to rest and modify what you're doing to see if this thing will heal um, without surgery, a lot of times an MRI isn't necessary at that point. Um, and so MRIs are helpful, but again, they're not the end all be all. Um, and without trying to do some sort of rehabilitative program beforehand, a lot of times they're denied. So meaning the insurance company won't cover it because they don't believe that you're, that you're nece- it's, it's a medical necessity to have it. Um, so for patients that you know, rely on, they say, oh, you know, I got to get an MRI, I got to get an MRI. If the MRI doesn't, you know, tells us information we already know, then it's really a a big expense for for something that we don't necessarily need. Um, So a lot of times your best bet is if it's an emergency situation, definitely get it checked out quickly by some sort of walk-in or urgent clinic. If it's something that isn't an emergency situation, your first step is, your first best step is to find a good provider, a good doctor, that is able to properly evaluate the the area of the body that we had the injury, properly lay out a treatment and rehab plan if it seems warranted and safe to do so. And then from there, if we don't have progress with that, then we look to say, okay, what sort of imaging would we need to help make sure that we're safe and that we don't have something hiding underneath the surface and also to help guide us into what our best step is um, towards getting an answer so that we can then move forward and get the injury resolved. I hope this information was helpful. I know x-rays, MRIs, CTs, all this stuff. I get asked about it all the time, and I'm sure that you guys have probably had questions about that as well or maybe gotten one and weren't sure what uh, what to do with it. So if you do get imaging, number one thing, always make sure you get a copy of your image, either on a CD um, or some sort of storage device, and then get a report. You want to have the report and the image always together so that if you go to a provider to get care, they have the ability to look at the study itself or... I should say and or look at the report with it. That information is super huge. So definitely make sure to keep those so that you have them for your records. Hopefully this information was helpful. I appreciate you joining me for today. For more episodes, check out the Hit Zero Show on all of the podcast and show platforms also here on YouTube. And we hope uh, and I hope to catch you soon. If you have questions, reach out, let me know. And if not, we'll catch you on our next episode. Bye-bye.